This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Yes, sir. Club 1K. Club 1K. Club 1K. Club 1K. What's going? What's up with the what's up, babe? Huh? Last pay-per-view of the year. Gotta bring the energy. Gotta bring that funk. Um... Was a better card originally. I will be in Las Vegas. Let me start by saying this. Your boy is returning to Las Vegas after about 10 years. Last time I went, I went with an ex-girlfriend's family. And they basically wanted to hang out at Denny's Outback Road. Or wait, Outback Steakhouse in the Hooters Casino. Wasn't the best time. But I discovered sports gambling. So it wasn't all lost. But I'm going back since 2012. With my best friend growing up, a dream of ours. So if you are in Vegas, if you are a Vegas guy or gal, come see your boy. Staying at, staying at Circa, downtown Vegas. I don't know if I'm going to go the way in Jet on Friday. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Floor seats. Section, uh, blah, blah, blah. Should I just pull up? Sorry. Let me look at the tickets. Let me look at the old tickies. Okay. Floor seats. I'll tell you what section exactly. I shared it on social media. You really make me log in? All right, here we go. I'll log in, bitch. Face ID. What do you think about that? There it is. Okay, UFC 282. Floor seats. Floor B. Right? Row in. And then seat three or four. So if you are by the floor and you're by row B, come see your boy. Come say, what's up? What the what's up? Uh, I will be wearing the club wing. I don't know if I'm wearing this to the fights. I got some fancy outfits picked out. I don't want to look kind of fucking dope. You know what I mean? I got some new clothes. We'll see what we were doing. But uh, yeah, so if you're in Vegas, hit me up, DM me, whatever. We'll link up. I love to meet anybody that's out there. I know my boy Justin Gonzalez lives out there. Hopefully I can link up with him. Speaking of Justin Gonzalez, I wanted to get into some little minor uh, tits and tats at the top. Then we're going to recap real briefly uh, the Orlando card because it was insane. Go over the betting recap, whatever. Um, but next year, so I re if you listen to Wednesday takes, you heard the intro song, right? Let me, let me give you a sample of it right now. Right here it is. This is Wednesday takes intro. All right. So I won't do the whole thing. You've heard it before. If you, if you, if you are club one K, um, that was the rapper, big Griff, right? He blew me away with that, right? I literally gave him the minimal instructions and he blew me away. So I had him do another one. Now I have I have the one you start to show with. You like it. I've had it forever. Paid five bucks for it. The best five bucks I've ever spent. However, time to switch up. So starting in January, new intro song. And you're not going to remember this because it's like a month away before you're going to see me again. I'll be doing Wednesday takes and you know we have a month break. I'll be doing shows. You'll hear it. But I always like to start new, fresh, right? I'm not a big resolution guy, but I just feel like this year was like a 200% growth in the old BP train. You know what I mean? Thank you, John Ake and Kenny Florian. My own personal brand, which I hate saying that, but I have been encouraged to kind of, you know, because my, all my stuff used to be MMA Takes Podcast. Now it's Brian, Brian Peach, MMA, Big Gun, whatever. So I've had to switch up a little bit, you know, even though it's, you know, I understand why, but it is what it is. But Next year, we're going we're gonna to try things. Different editing, which you'll see in this video. There's going to be a little bit different editing. I want you to hammer in the comments of what you like. Different intro, uh, different intro video. My boy, Justin Gonzalez, who is super talented, who made some logos for me just because he's a dope human. I've reached out to him, asked him to make a logo 
uh, a new logo for the show starting next year. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just fucking, I'm geeked up, man. This, I love doing this shit. This, I mean, I, I don't get people that, you know, I, you know, I've had, I've been very lucky to be on the Anakin Florian. It's given me great exposure. I ain't getting paid. I've been offered some really weird stuff and I've turned it down because it's not about making money. It's about just keeping this the way I want it. You know, not making charging for picks, which is what the one thing that people keep coming up to me, put it behind a Patreon. No, we're doing it like this, babe. All right. Real recap. Uh, I went eight and six of my picks. Um, my locks went for three for three. So I kept it simple because I'm going to Vegas, spending a lot of money. We'll go over my bets that I'm making Vegas here in a second. But uh, three and three of my locks. Hit my send them home, Sergey Pavlovich. Hit my dog lock, Roman Delita. Hit my mortal lock, RDA. Hit RDA by sub as well, which is a nice juicy number. Hit that parlay, missed the slime ball parlay. And then I had Angela Hill, which I should have put way more money on her because I was very confident in that fight. And then I had um, Clay Guida uh, parlayed. Clay Guida, by decision, parlayed with Jonathan Pierce finish, which lost. Obviously, Pierce did not get a finish. Very close. But I'm up a little bit. Um, so that's that. But slime ball lost. Dead fucking dog. Dead dog. Dog dog walking. Francis Marshall hit. Yasmin hit. And then uh, Kyle Dawkins blew it. It was my mistake. It was a bad read on Dawkins. I thought Eric Anders was going to come in flat, whatever. Uh, some incredible performances. The main event was awesome. Uh, Angel Hill looked great. Javier Dothanyos looked great. Matt Schnell got a chin problem. Tied to Avasa. Take a year off, bro. Uh, Roman Delite, scary on the ground. That was very impressive. Eric, your boy, Anders, he, he looked good. Nico Price, fun fight with Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe's got that dog in him. Angel Hill looked like a world beater against him. Uh, good for Angel Hill. Clay Guida looked really good. Glad he cut the lettuce, cut the hair. Guy's losing his hair left and right. He decided to cut it. Smart move, Clay. Still kind of got that weird, curly, mid-range length, right? But, you know, I'm proud of you for cutting it. Mark Casey over Mike Johnson. That lost me 50 bucks. Thank you, Christian. Christian and I do a lot of uh, bets between him and I. And I've won, like, 50 in a row. And I was very confident in D1 Casey getting it done. Michael Johnson is... Easily won that. I saw some people trying to say to Casey won. You're out of your fucking mind. Uh, Michael Johnson won that clean. First round was close. Johnson took over the fight. Uh, Jonathan Pierce was t- by TKO is what I had. He, he almost had it. Darren Elkins just retired, man. Right off in the sunset. I don't want to see this guy fight anymore. Gennaro uh, Valdez was Natan Levy. It was a great fight. Levy uh, showed a lot of heart and, and toughness in there. Uh, Valdez got dropped like 10 times again, but he's he's super durable and tough. Francis Fire Marshall looked unbelievable. 23-year-old kid. Smashing Marcelo Rojo. And then uh, Yasmin uh, Yergi, is I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably not. Uh, she looked she looked amazing. She got buzzed, got up, off the floor, and knocked out of Stella Nunez. But you're here from the main event. Main event was awesome. Um, listen, I know a lot of people, and me, myself included, don't like the high five and the buddy stuff, right? It's a fight. Get after it, right? And 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 I and I'm all I believe that. I want I want to see a fight. However, this was like you're kind of gonna expect that because they were they were on each other's podcast like a week before the fight. They've hung out, whatever. They've done things. They both seem like nice dudes, and this is just a sport. But in between the hugging and talking, Stephen Thompson was throwing wheel kicks to try to take his fucking head off. Like there was no holding back. Like that was a really high-level fun fight, and it just showed levels to striking. Kevin Holland looked very amateur out there. Landed one good right hand. I know he broke his right hand, but Stephen Thompson broke his left hand, and Stephen Thompson looked, um, I mean, like, aggressive Stephen Thompson, aggressive Wonder Boy. That's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? 
And I used to kind of shit on Wonder Boy a little bit because like I should be his fan, but it's like, you know, he clearly ducked Rachmana, but he admitted to it, right? And he always wants to call for strikers and this and that. And I get it, but sometimes you're like, you're also calling for the title. So if you weren't saying, give me a title shot, I would be all for you just fighting strikers and having fun fights. You're almost 40 years old, but you're still calling for a title shot. And it's like, eh, you're not going to get it, you know, because everyone ahead of you is grapplers and, and you, you refuse to fight them. So, um, but I should like this guy. Self-awareness is on point. He admitted he ducked Rachmanov. He got knocked out by Anthony Pettis, did a video that was very funny a while ago. And uh, even even his his comments after this fight were great. You know what I mean? So I don't know why I'm not a bigger fan of Wonderboy. I should be. I think we all should be. Seems like a nice guy. I heard his dad's a complete asshole, but I heard he's a nice guy, extremely nice guy. So yeah, let's all let's all be Wonderboy fans here, huh? I'm just getting a stare at the old Club 1K here. Yeah. Hopefully, all you people have it. Speaking of that, last thing before we get to the pickums. Sorry for dragging this out. Everyone who won a 1K shirt, I think three or four people have reached out. Shirts are getting sent out tomorrow. I'm ordering them, or excuse me, Thursday before I leave for Vegas. Sending them out. I was waiting to everyone gets, you know, the six people that won. I think not all people have come forward yet, so I'm sending those out. All the people have reached out to me. got all your dresses, got all your sizes. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, getting sent out Thursday. Again, the shipping's a little long, so I apologize, especially for you West Coasters. There's a couple, guys, you know, uh, Kieran Doherty. Shout out, shout out my guy Kieran. He is uh, in Arizona. That's going to take about two and a half months to get to you because this shipping is just terrible. All right, fight night, baby. UFC 282. So jacked to be in the building. This fight card has took some hits. OSP's off. He's looking for a fight. Ponsonibio, Lawler off. We got Morono, Ponsonibio. Um, Main event obviously dropped out a while ago, and, and we got a new makeshift main event, but Patty's there. He's electric. Chris Curtis is there. There's some really good fights on this fight card. Let's get into it. Cameron Simon. Is that how you pronounce his name? Simon? It might be Simon, but I'm going to say Cameron Simon. Cameron Simon, he is a minus 320 favorite versus Steven. Not Steve, Steven Coslow. He is 8-0 and 0, plus 265. So Steven Coslow, hard to find pictures of this guy. I mean, I've seen some of his fights, right? Um, he's a grappler, wants to get you down, but he's fought fucking nobody. He's fought nobody. Cameron Sandman coming off the contender series, won by knockout. South Africa is starting to really be a bubble that's popping with some really good fighters. They have a great organization down there and a lot of fighters... Justice Duplessis has come out of there. Don Madge, um, uh, bu- 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 the, the guy who just, Kennedy and Zekjikou. He's from uh, South Africa. He trains out of Texas. But anyway, a lot of fighters are coming out of here now. And Cameron Samuels is one of them. He's well-rounded. He's a young kid. Um, he looked good in the contender series. Fought in okay, guys. Had a decent comp- decent competition on his record, Cameron Samuels. Um, It's a balloon number. We're, we're big here. We're getting balloony. For this newcomer, but uh, Stephen Kozlo, I just don't know much about him. Plus two sixty five, he's fought dog shit people. He's looked good against dog shit people, but what does that what does that mean, right? You know what I mean? If you've only eaten dog shit in your life, then you probably think it's pretty good food. But there's other options out there. I'm going camera salmon here minus three twenty. I don't like the number. I don't think I'm going to play this, but I'm in Vegas, so I'll probably play every fucking fight because I'm a degenerate. Um, but give me camera salmon here. Uh, I, I like maybe by finish. Could be knockout, uh, could be on the ground. I think he probably would want to stay up because Kozlo is 
good on the ground, at least with the people he's fighting. And and Salmon does have some power. He's well-rounded, though, this kid is. Um, don't know if a finish is going to come because Kozlo's undefeated. Hasn't been finished before. That really doesn't mean anything. But um, give me Cameron Salmon. Yeah, next up, Daniel De Silva, plus 175 versus Vincius Salvatore, minus 205. So this name popped up, right, when I was tape studying. This Vincent Salvatore. And I'm like, who is this guy? It rings a bell, right? I believe there was a heavyweight like Vincius, Brazilian heavyweight, that was not good. And I'm like, well, this clearly isn't a heavyweight. I, and, I, and I looked, you know, went to his tape study. This kid put on, and now it all's coming back to me. I'm sorry. I don't have the, the brain I used to. So this kid put on a performance, a fucking show on the contender series, beat a tough dude, dropped him. A bunch and, and took some shots and looked fantastic. He's long for this division at 125. And Daniel De Silva's 0-3 in the UFC. Now, this seems like a trap. I feel like the trap of me. The line's low. 205. Minus 205 for Salvatore. Plus 175 for Daniel De Silva. It's low. So I feel like I'm getting trapped. Um, because Daniel De Silva's 0-3 in the UFC. He's been, I think he's been finishing all those. Has, has the bum been finishing all those? I know he's he doesn't have a UFC win. Yeah, Molina got him. Francis Frankie Figs got him with a knee bar, and then Vittoria Altamirano knocked him out. So he's been finished in all three of his offerings. His one only loss was a shoulder injury coming in. Uh, competition okay. I mean, you know, again, these Brazilians, you got to really look at the record because you know they're fighting truck drivers. However, this is again a trap. Vincent Salvatore putting up a performance in the contender series. Everyone loves him. I feel like this line should be higher. Daniel Silva can't win in the UFC. Gets finished by a fucking gust of wind. And here we are at minus 205. Give me Salvatore. I'll fall into the trap, right? Send him home. One of my locks, slimeball parlay candidate. I'm all in on this kid. He looked that good. I rewatched it again today. It popped up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this kid. And I was like, well, I got to rewatch. Unbelievable. This is that low. Could be a trap. Speaking of traps, <laughs> I had to tell the story because I'm an idiot. Uh, my father, uh, he's going through some stuff, right? He's on short-term disability. Him and my mom, you know, they're going through some stuff health-wise. He, and, and he's getting back to it or whatever. He got a new TV, one new TV stand. So he needed my saw. So I went over there to saw some things for him. And in the garage, he has all these, like, mouse traps set up, like, you know, because they had a mouse problem a while ago i'm like hey can you show me you know he's and he's not there yet he's not back to himself he's still kind of mopey and i was like hey can you tell me how to you know set one of those mouse traps oh yeah sure and he, he pulls it over and he yeah be very careful you don't put your hand in this and he brings it back and he sets it down really gently he's like that's all you do and i smack my hand into it and it fucking closes on my hand he's like what the fuck are you doing didn't hurt didn't hurt not even a little bit uh, so whenever I keep thinking of traps, I'm thinking of that. And also Christian and Timbo aren't with me on this pay-per-view week. Cause I'm recording Tuesday afternoon. The only way it could work out. I'm leaving for the weekend. I got a family. I got fucking T's to cross and I's to cross and very busy season for my work as well. So a lot of things are moving. So I unfortunately had to record during the day. They're very busy guys. Timbo's going to be a father soon. He's also out there murdering people. He's a government hitman. And then Christian's obviously same business I'm in. He's busy. So unfortunately, we couldn't link up. Uh, this last paper of the year, it sucks that we couldn't link up. Um, but uh, obviously, the next, the next, maybe next car, maybe the next one. We got one more card this year. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how our <clears throat> schedules add up. Sorry for that tangent. Vincent Salvatore, 
hammer the number. All right, next up, you got Eric Silver's TJ Brown, minus 110 versus minus 110. Straight pick them, boys. Pick your poison. So TJ Brown has burned me in the past. Eric Silva, 35-year-old, coming in with, with a contender series experience. I don't love that. A little long in the tooth. Very good on the ground. Rear naked chokes out the you yang yang. TJ Brown are pretty good grab himself. Pretty well, pretty well built. Don't know if he's in Krause's gym for this one. Because people are saying, uh, you know, Krause is going through all that shit. You know what I mean? Apparently he's got his phone, laptop, computer confiscated. You know, not looking good. So I'm not sure if TJ Brown is still at that gym or if he's back in Arkansas with Brosh Mitchell. Um, either way, I'm going to go Silva here strictly based on the fact that TJ Brown is burned me. His striking's okay. His chin's okay. Or his chin's not okay. Excuse me. His striking's okay. His grappling's okay. Cardio seems like he's fixed it a little bit. He's good in the scrambles. But I just feel like Eric Silva is one of those like specialists. Like He can get you down and he can cause some problems. And I think TJ Brown's takedown offense is not good. I don't think his takedowns are that good. Um, I think Silva would be more than happy to go to the ground any way you can get it, either him on top or him on the back. I don't love this fight. This is a fight that I probably will pass on. You know what? I can't. I'm in Vegas. I can't. I keep saying that. I'm not going to pass. I'll go Silva by submission, which will be a better number. This is a this is a pick em fight. But give me Silva by submission, um, which I don't have that number in front of me because it's early in the week. But um, Silva by submission is what I'll probably play. Put a couple shekels on it. We're talking 20, 25 bucks. You know, I ain't going to get crazy on that one. All right, next up, we got Billy Q, minus 165 versus Alexander Hernandez, plus 140. Man, Alexander the Great came into the UFC, knocked out Benny Dariush, and everyone thought, man, this kid's fucking nails. He's lights out. He's 5-4 in the UFC since then. Got knocked around by Renato Moicano. I mean, look at his wins in the UFC, right? Besides Benny Darius. He's got to win over Benny Darius. Cool. Got to win over uh, Olivier Albert-Mercier, who just won the PFL. Congratulations, OAM. Decision win. Close fight. Did he win? Eh. Lost to Donald Cerrone, where that was, the, that was the fight they pushed him. They put him on the press conference. He was wearing that ugly-ass fucking sweater, talking all that good shit, and get smoked by Cowboy. Uh, then he gets in there against old uh, Uncle T, Grandpa Trinaldo, uh, the dad from Friday, um, decision victory. Did he really win? Eh. Then he gets out there, smoked out by Drew Dober in the second round. Knocks out Chris Grootsmacher. Okay. Loses Thiago Moises, one side of fight. Beats Mike Breeden overhand right. And then gets absolutely dog walked by Renato Moicano in their fight. So now he's fighting Billy Q. Billy Q, when I think of Billy Q, I think of Scrappy. This dude wants to scrap. His cardio is unreal. Come out of the Shane Burgos loss. Before that, he has a win over Gabriel Benitez. The Burgos was a very, very close fight. It was just Burgos was hitting him harder, essentially what it was. But Billy Q was constantly moving forward, wasn't taking a step back. His grappling's good. His pressure's good. And just his overall game is pretty good. I don't think he excels anywhere. And in MMA, you don't have to be the best boxer, but if you put it together right, you're good. And his cardio is elite. Cardio breaks guys. And Hernandez likes to play on his back foot. And likes to counter. He thinks he's this big power puncher, right? He's going down to 145 here. And uh, is this 45, right? Yeah, it's 45. Yeah, he's going down to 145 here. So he's going to lose a little bit of his muscle mass. Probably going to maybe lose some speed as well coming from 55. I just don't think he's this power puncher that he's made out to be. He knocked out Benny Dariush, which was a fucking Hail Mary. Knocked out Mike Breeden, who gives a shit. Knocked out Chris Goosemacher, who gives a shit. 
I don't think see him touching Billy Q here. This is a really low price on Billy Q at minus 165. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Billy Q money line here. I don't know if you want to play with a parlay. This is low enough to be a straight wager, right? Um, either way, I like Billy Q in this fight. I think he's just going to outpace, outwork, outdog, outdog uh, Alex Hernandez. So uh, give me Billy Q. All right, next up, fight that I might spend six fucking hours on. I did the Anakin flooring today, and I'm always... Very conscious on the Anakin Florian to not over talk, to not talk too much because you want, you know, you want to hear from Kenny, you want the inside of Kenny. But then we did the Chris fight. I had pages and pages and pages of things I want to say. I really condensed it. I don't know how great it was. I got to watch it back. Anyway, Chris Curtis plus 135 versus Hakeem Buckley minus 155. So you know who I'm picking, right? You know who I'm picking and you, and you know that I'm going to lock him up. Hello? Okay, this is dog. Get yeah, the dog. Um, Chris Curtis is my guy, right? This is my guy. I, I've seen him fight a bunch of times. I've trained with him, blah, blah, blah. Broken record. I DM'd him about coming to Vegas. He invited me to his team dinner after the weigh-ins. What a kind, generous guy. Probably won't go. It's kind of a team thing. I don't want to kind of interrupt the chemistry. Don't really know those guys. I want him to kind of just go and focus because I'll just sit there and go, what's Vegas like? Huh? He having fun? You know, I just fucking stare at him like, so I'm going to let him do his thing. But uh, hopefully we'll link up on fight day after he knocks out Buckley. So we got Joaquin Buckley here. And I've been studying Joaquin Buckley since this fight got announced. And I just, overall, I'm not overly impressed. Like, his footwork is pretty good, which a lot of people think that's going to give Chris problems. His kicking and his punching are just all big actions. Very powerful stuff, but they're just big. You can read them. Look at the Imanov fight. You know, Imanov read them until he got slow, you know, until he gassed. And then he started getting clipped by some of those shots. He's just a powerful dude who surprisingly has really good cardio for his size. Him and Chris are very built very similarly. I think, I think you know, don't tell Chris this, but I think Buckley probably has a little bit more man muscle than Chris does. A little more shreddy, right? But this is a bit of a, a bit of a bad blood situation here. Chris, after the Alfa Vieira fight, was at his press conference. Not his press conference, excuse me, the, the scrum with the media after the fight. And uh, Buckley, someone's like, hey, Buckley called you out. And he goes, that's weird. He was just in Vegas with me for you know two weeks right like maybe it's because of the um he he fuck what's that russian's name what's that russian's name brian that buckley beat what's the russian's name you got it you got it. i don't gotta get look it up fuck he uh, uh durev albert durev is also a vegas guy so maybe when they fought chris took durev's side because he's still in the gym but right when he got called out buckley was just in the gym for a couple weeks sparring with those guys getting getting tips from eric nixick the coach so Chris was like, eh, I don't really care about that right now. But I know my guy. I know that burned him up a little bit. I know that burned him up just a little bit, chapped his ass. Can't blame him, right? Can't blame the guy. Um, and then there apparently has been some texts or messages exchanged where they're not going to go for takedowns or something like that. Doesn't really matter. I think Chris is the cleaner boxer here. I think his defense is very, very good. As long as he doesn't fight emotional like we did with the Ray Cooper fight and get clipped, I think he's going to be okay. I want to see him mix it up more. When Chris, you look at the contender series fight where he didn't get the contract, he won by hook kick knockout over Sean Lally. And early in his UFC, or early in his MMA career, excuse me, when I was in the gym with him, he had some great kicks. I like to see him kick a little more. I think that can slow down the footwork because Chris is a little planting, a little flat footed, kind of moves forward, cuts the cage off okay, but he is a little flat footed because he's in such a heavy boxing stance. I like to see him in that boxing stance just throwing kicks as well. You know, mixing kicks up as well. He didn't throw kicks forever because he would get taken down. That was the biggest Achilles heel was guys who would just take him down and smother him. He hasn't given up a takedown in the UFC. 
And when Buckley reached out going, oh, make an agreement, no takedown, I don't think Chris, and I will put any amount of money on this. I don't think Chris is taking anyone out. Buckley's going to take him down. That might be some mind game shit. Buckley is for sure going to try to take him down if he gets hurt. And that's another thing. He's been hurt a lot. He's been knocked out a lot. Chris has been knocked out once in his career. Buckley's been knocked out three, right? Um, Chin isn't something I would say durable. Now, Chris came in the UFC, lit it up, knocked out Phil Halls, knocked out Brendan Allen. Um, you know, people thought he was in, in the first round, thought he was a big, or Brendan Allen's the second round, excuse me, big power puncher. He's this big power puncher. Chris has power, right? He's built like that. You know, 185, he's moved up, he's got power, but he's more accumulation punches, touch the body, right? Touch the head. He's just going to touch and defend and touch and defend. The one thing I like this fight a lot for Chris is that Buckley is not a great counterfighter. He moves very well and he's very good leading. But when you push him against a cage and you pressure him, he's going to wind up and throw big shots, leave himself open. He's not the most be- the, the defensive uh, fighter when he's countering or trying to counter because he's not a good counter fighter. Chris hopefully will expose that. Will march forward. I said this in the Anakin Florian podcast. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it here. I'm not a. I'm not a big unit guy. I'm a one two unit kind of player. I don't. I don't go all in much. Right. My biggest unit was six. Six units on uh, on Izzy over Yon blew up in my face. This is a 10-unit play. This is a 10-unit fucking play on Chris Curtis here. At dog money, plus 135. The number keeps going up. Money's coming in on Buckley. Um, this is this is a big play. This is a big play for your boy. Uh, one of the first things I'm going to do in Vegas, I'm going to check in. I'm going to fucking take some photos for the paparazzi. I'm just joking. Take, you know, shoot some thumbs up to the, to the kids. And then I'm going to place a wager, a 10-unit wager on Chris Curtis. That's how confident I am. That's what I'm going to fucking do. Uh, Chris Curtis wins this fight. Dog lock, obviously. Um, I I, I want to say he knocks him out in the third round because he's going to touch the body, touch the body, and he only gets better when the fight gets longer. You look at his record, he's got so many knockouts in the second, third, fourth, fifth round when he would fight five-round fights outside the UFC. That, that's kind of what he does. He touches the body, wears you down. Joaquin Buckley's a tough dude. Don't think his chin's that great, but he is tough. And he's training with that good camp, Jamal Hill. Those guys in Michigan. I think he was, is he in Michigan or St. Louis guy? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, doesn't matter where you're from. <laughs> doesn't matter where you're from. You're going to get smoked out. Uh, I like Chris. I don't know if I'm going to touch a prop in this fight. Definitely money line. Um, but I like Chris big here. Dog lock. Lock him up, babe. Woo! Chris Curtis! Let's go! I'm going to be... An absolute nervous wreck when that fight happens. All right, Edmund Shabazian, minus 280 versus Dolce Luga Labula. He is a plus 235. This is a get-right fight for Edmund. Dolce is a big, big, powerful dude who has one way to win, and that's knock you out. He tries to take people down. His takedowns aren't great. He's bricked up. He's got muscles on his fucking teeth. You know, he could probably try to take Edmund down. That's been a source in the past where Edmund's been put on his back and looked bad. I think that's going to be the strategy here for this big underdog. Edmund was the rage. Edmund was the guy next up. He left Tavarian. He left Glendale, California. He's in Vegas now. He's getting some good training. I've heard good things about him. He's on a three-fight losing streak, though, right? Derek Brunson, ground and pound round three. Jack Hermanson, decision. And then Nasruddin Imanov, uh, Elvis, in, in the second round. So three elite guys, right? He hasn't fought in over a year, takes some time off to work himself. His wins aren't that great, right? Antonio Jones in the contender series, then we got Darian Stewart by split, which he completely gassed out, thought he lost that fight. Knockout of Charles Byrd, and then a rear naked chuck over Jack Marchman. <sighs> Those wins aren't great, but the talent's there. You see it on the screen. You see it on the screen. Um, 
So I'm going to go Edmund here. I don't like the price. The pricing because Dolce is very limited. And Edmund does still have that upside. I'm hoping that he's taking it, taking it seriously because the biggest issue with Edmund's been his cardio. Dolce doesn't have cardio either, right? Both these guys might be gassed, thrown wild, not thrown around. It might be a fucking puke fest. But um, I like Edmund here just based on the fact that he has talent. And again, I'm not going to say I'm not going to bet this fight, but I'm going to bet it because I'm, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be Edmund. Edmund, a knockout, TKO, submission. I'll have to, this is Tuesday. I'll have to laser that in. Picks Edmund. Um, little high, little high. Maybe you can throw this in a parlay. You can throw it in a Hail Mary parlay. Throw it in the scraps parlay when you're down to your final, like a couple shekels. You're like, well, what can I do here? Get a bang for your buck. Throw it in a parlay. I don't know. All right, next up, Jay Perrin, plus 200 versus Raul Rosas Jr., minus 240. Rosas Jr., 17. Is he 18 now? This kid got a lot of shit. He's not the best-looking kid in the world, right? He looks like Squidward, whatever, you know. But he's he's a mature guy that went out there. A lot of these young guys they don't have, they don't develop their man muscles yet. And if you don't know what man muscles are, just take one look at your boy here, and you oh my elbow pop, <laughs> that's man muscle. Um, but uh, you know he handled his contender series fight well. Now Jared Perrin's a guy who I believe he's from Boston. Is he from Boston? Uh, what, let me see Jared Perrin. I don't. Yeah, Massachusetts. That's what I thought. Oh and two in the UFC. Or Long beat him in Mario Batista. So he's lost to some decent guys. Um, I don't know a ton. I didn't really um, cap this fight all that well. I'm going to go Rojas Jr. I'm going to go the young kid. Minus 240. I think that's that's a little high, obviously. He's got a lot of hype around him. Young kid in the UFC. Still has a ton of ways to go. Um, his stand-up is, is nowhere near where it needs to be, but he is a good grappler. I think he can take Jay down. Jay fancies some of his grapplers. Well, we're going to find out. I think this is going to be a fun fight. I think... I think this is going to be a scrappy back and forth fight on the ground. I think the one thing that Rojas Jr. has for him is he does have that cardio. I think Jay Perrin, this is a big fight for him. He doesn't want to lose this young kid. And this young kid's got a lot of heat. And Jay Perrin's 0-2. You lose, you're probably cut from the UFC. Big, big fight for Perrin. So I would look at Perrin as a dog if, 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 you're, if you're in the dog hunting business, right? Hello? You're in the dog yeah, hunting business. Dog. Um, I'm going to go Rojas Jr. I'm going to go chalk because it's not a nuts on the table kind of bet. I'm going to go Rojas Jr. I don't love it, but I think I'm going to bet him by decision. I think this would be a prop play by decision. I don't necessarily know. His jiu-jitsu didn't look great on the contenders. I know it's it's supposed to be great. Didn't look great in the contenders where I think he can go out there and just smoke Perrin. Smoke Perrin out here, and Perrin is decent on the ground. So give me Rojas Jr. by decision. I think he's just going to be overwhelming. That's my thing. But I think it's going to be a fun scrap on the ground. I think there's going to be a lot of scrambles here. A lot of close calls. A lot of, you know, maybe he's a rear naked choke. Maybe he's a guillotine. Situations like that. But I do see Rojas Jr. just being a little bit better in the scrambles. Um, the number's absurd, though. Minus 240 is a little crazy, but I'll play it by decision. All right, next up. We got a Jerezino Rosenstrike. Minus 170 versus Chris Dawkins. Plus 145. Broke this down in the Yankee Florian, which isn't out yet. We had some technical difficulties. Recorded today, about an hour ago. And we had some technical difficulties. John, Ray, me and Kenny were solid, but uh, Cody's got to clean that shit up. Producer of the stars, Cody Merrill's got to clean that shit up. Uh, John's internet went out. He had to go from his phone at the end of the show. It was a fucking disaster. John Anik was ready to kill somebody. Um, but we got it done. We got our picks in. But this is one of the fights we picked. So if you watch that before you watch this or vice versa, I may repeat myself for these final fights. But I literally just did an hour ago, so I haven't really had new fresh thoughts. So I apologize. Podcast juice. 
get you 60% on the year. All right. Big boys. Um, They need to win. They Both these guys need to win. Yerzino coming off a knockout. Chris Dawkins coming off two knockouts. Losses, by the way. And they need wins. How good is Dawkins wrestling is what this fight comes down to. Is he good? He has a black belt, but I fucking feel like everyone has a black belt. When I said that, that was right. <laughs> um, so how good is this, is this wrestling? You know, Jairzino Rosenstrike, I know he's, he's a kickboxer. At least he says he is. I mean, he hasn't fucking shown it. He's so boring in there when he stands up. He has incredible power. If you have that power and you're so timid, what are you waiting for? Just go. If you just graze somebody, you're going to put them out with your power. I don't know why he's always stuck in mud. I feel like he's getting the message. He can't be stuck in mud. He's got to go. And Dawkins is confident, might be a little shaky here. He got knocked out by two beasts, right? Literally the Black Beast and the Curtis Blades. And uh, there's no shame in losing to those guys. But you got to be a little worried about your confidence. So I think if, if Dawkins put in a really good camp where he comes out and wants to wrestle and try to use his jiu-jitsu, he could win this fight. Plus 145 is a good number. I just think when he does that, he's going to get caught with something. I think Jairzino has exceptional power. I think he's got that weird fucking power. That's a problem. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go Jairzino here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go minus 170. Again, I don't have the best feel for this fight. If I'm being honest with you, uh, I'll go, I'll go Jairzino by knockout. We'll see what that prop is. Probably not great. Cause I mean, literally it's probably the only way he's going to win. He might win a boring decision. Dawkins might come out there and play it safe because he's been chin his last two fights. But I mean, I don't know. I think, Three rounds, I think you're going to get caught by, by Rosenstrike eventually. Um, so, Jerry Reno, Rosenstrike by knockout. That is that is the play, play, play. All right, next up, Bryce Mitchell. Arkansas Strong, plus 115 versus Alilia Taporia, minus 135. One of my favorite fights on the card, if not the favorite. What an absolute banger. I watched the ESPN little thing they put out where they, they were spotlighting both guys. These guys couldn't be more different, right? You know, but by the way, Bryce Mitchell. For a guy that's, you know, listen, I don't want to dismiss Arkansas. He's from Searcy, Arkansas, right? I don't want to dismiss guys from Arkansas. He lives his lifestyle the way he lives it, right? Um, country guy, you know, gets on Instagram and yells at people for not plucking their own fucking ducks or whatever. Anyway, got a hot girlfriend. He met her online, he said. I don't know if she's from Arkansas, but you know, he's got a trailer they live in together. and they're eating She's fucking hot. And Bryce Mitchell's not an ugly guy. I just, you know, I just didn't think he'd be getting fucking chicks like that. But I digress. Incredible fighter. Throwback fighter. This guy wants to do one thing. He wants to get you down. He wants to take you down and smother you. He's got good submissions. His ground and pound's coming a long way. His striking's coming a long way. He's getting a little more confident. He dropped that some Barboza. Um, Taporia, though, is just lights out everywhere. It really is. Greco-Roman background. Really dynamic striking, big, big, powerful speed for days. My biggest concern is, you know, this guy has turned down some fights because of weight issues. He popped up to 55 to fight Jay Herbert, Jai Herbert, excuse me, and got buzzed, got dropped, ended up coming back and winning a knockout, showed his heart, which is great, but got clipped, right? And I think it was because he was taking it a little lightly. And then he's turned down fights. He turned down this Bryce Mitchell fight not too long ago because he couldn't make 45, but he's flashing his abs on Instagram. So... You know, I like to get into the weeds of things, and I just don't know if, you know, if Taporia is all in right now. I think he's drinking his own juice. You know what I mean? He's. I think he stayed in Spain and didn't go to American Top Team. Name a fighter coming out of Spain, right? I mean, I saw the training footage. I don't know who his coaches are. I don't know who he's fighting with. Does that matter when you're an exceptional talent? No, but going to American Top Team and getting reps with those guys, that's going to matter when you fight a guy like Bryce Mitchell 
where I think he might be taking him a little lightly. I think, I think, you know, I'm not going to want to put words in his head or mouth or however that expression goes, but he wants to fucking go out there and make a, a, a steam, you know, run through Bryce Mitchell. And I don't think that's going to happen. Bryce is tough. Bryce is crafty, man. He's strong. His cardio is great. He gets on top of you. It's hard to get up. You know, I don't think he might. I don't think he'll submit to Poria, but he'll smother him. And how good is Taporia's cardio? We've seen him go three rounds once against Eustace for Law. Looked okay. Looked good. He wrestled a lot in that fight. So I think his cardio checks out. But that's before everyone starts sucking on his dick. That's before MMA Twitter crowned him as you know, the champion. Like, how is he? Like, how? There's a lot of questions I have, you know, here. Undefeated fighter, you know, and I'm going to go Bryce Mitchell with the dog Hello? shot here. Okay, this is dog. I, I don't love it. I like it. I've been flip-flopping back and forth. This is the hardest fight for me to pick on the card. And uh, I, I think I'm comfortable with Bryce Mitchell. I don't think I'm going to switch. I think that's what it is. I think Bryce Mitchell is going to have a pretty tough first round. He's got to be careful. He's got to watch out for everything, you know, get hit, whatever. Got to be on his P's and Q's, but he's got to get this fight down. He's got to make it ugly. He's got to grind on this guy because this guy can knock you out any second. His striking is that good, but I think this is going to be the best thing for Taporia. This will be a wake-up call. I'm not saying he's not training hard, and I'm not and I could be wrong, by the way. I'm saying all this negative stuff to try to fit my narrative of why I'm picking Bryce Mitchell. I could be a thousand percent wrong. He could be training with absolute studs and be the best fight in the world. I'm trying to justify this dog pick here, okay? So I definitely could be wrong. And if I am wrong, you know I'll come back on this camera and I'll say I was fucking wrong. Taporia is the man. You know, that's that's the game we play. I'm I I don't get my feelings hurt when I'm wrong. Um, but my narrative that I'm pushing is I do think Taboria, you know, might be a little distracted uh outside the cage just from some of the things that are kind of adding up. So give me Bryce Mitchell. Let's go. Darren Till, my guy, plus one fifty-five versus Justice Duplessis, minus one eighty. This line is jumped crazy. I saw Duplessis at minus 180. When John originally gave me the lines on, on Sunday night, it was Darren Till's like minus 125. Duplessis was like minus 145, 155. This line's moving in, 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 in a good way for us. Obviously, I'm a Till guy. I'm picking Till. Spoiler alert. Dog Hello? shot. Okay, this is dog. Justice Duplessis, though, like we were mentioning earlier, Rick Cameron Samen, he's coming from South Africa. In South Africa, they're starting to get some real good competition. And this is a guy that's traveled the world of fought people. Seven and two. He fought, has a win over Roberto Soldich. It has a loss over him, too, who everyone outside of the UFC thinks he's the greatest middleweight in the world. I think he's very good. I don't think he touches Izzy, but he's very good. Um, or Pereira, I guess. You know, Pereira's the man right now, but I, I was comparing him to Izzy. Um, and I would get emails. I get DMs, not emails. Who emails anymore, right? I would get DMs about this guy going, hey, check out Roberto Soldich. And I have. I looked at him. Sign one, got the nut shot last weekend, it is what it is. But Justice Duplessis hasn't won over him. Um, this guy's nails. He's good. He's really well-rounded. You look at his fights, and, he, and he's powerful. He hits very, very hard, and then he can take you down. Uh, mixes things up really well. He's not a submission threat, in my opinion. But listen, Darren Till, when he gets on his back, anything, it feels like he kind of just gives up, right? So I'm a little worried about that. But he's been training at Sweden for the better part of nine months, right? Then he finishes camp in um, Thailand. When you go to these places, you have to work, right? You have to get in shape. There was a picture of Darren Till probably a month ago at Tiger Muay Thai where he looked in really bad shape. It got me concerned because I said, bro, you're a, week, a month out or what? It might have been over a month. 
And that could have been an old picture. It was just something I was posted. But I'm like, you're not looking great. Because we all saw how he looked against Derek Brunson. Came in with an injury, looked like just dead water, no takedown offense whatsoever. So if he comes in like that, he comes in unmotivated, injured, just getting a fight, uh, he's going to get smoked out. You know, he's going to get smoked out. I need the aggressive, confident Darren Till who has that sharpshooter left hand because Duplessis rushes in a lot. Big, big power rushes in with his chin up. A good counter striker, enter Darren Till, can capitalize on it, can land something. And I think he'll land something on Duplessis. Darren Till, though, if you look at his footage, not the greatest finisher. Got a lot of drops. Drop Jorge Masvidal, couldn't finish him. Drop Wonderboy, couldn't finish him. Dropped uh, that Russian guy early in his career, forget his name. He went to PFL. I can't remember his name. Dropped him like a bunch of times. Couldn't finish him. He's got a win over Donald Cerrone, which is great. But uh, a finish over Donald Cerrone. But who else has has Darren Till finished, right? Dropped Robert Whitaker in their fight. Couldn't finish him. Uh, did not drop Kelvin Gaslam, right? Uh, dropped Stephen Tom. Uh, yeah, the only finish he's got is Donald Cerrone. Borhan Velichik was who I was thinking about. He beat, he knocked out just in our, uh Dropped Justin Aran and Nicholas Dalby. And he finished Wendell Oliveira early in his UFC career. Um, my point being is, is he is not this huge power puncher. He can drop it. He can hurt you. And I think he can hurt Duplessis. But I don't see a finish. I see Darren Till being methodical. I see him being technical. Because if you look at the Robert Whitaker fight, that was a chess match for five rounds. I originally scored it for Till because I'm a fucking home, uh, you know, home bias kind of guy. Rewatched it a bunch of times. I, you know, Robert Whitaker won that fight, right? But it was competitive, very competitive. They both dropped each other one time. I need that Darren Till because I think Darren Till is way more technical with Duplessis, and I think he's going to have a better time finding that left hand if he's patient. So I'm going Darren Till, of course, um, plus one fifty five. I'm going to go money line. I'll probably go by decision. Um, I don't think he's going to finish Duplessis. I'm terrified Duplessis is going to put him on his back. Hopefully, Darren Till's worked. And, and I have the right to change. Now, I'm not here. Here's my deal. Darren Till is one of my guys. I am not going to change my pick. My pick will be Darren Till. But I got to see the weigh-ins. I got to see how Till looks. And I'll tweet out what my play is, right? My pick is Till. But I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, fuck, I can't. I, I'm trying to hedge. I'm trying to, whatever, Darren Till. All right, Santiago Ponsonibio was supposed to fight Robbie Lawler. He's fighting Alex Morono. No line is out right now. Don't know the line. Basically what it is, Morono, catch weight 180. I've doubted this guy his entire career. Um, you know, he's he's a coach. He's smart. He's well-rounded. You know, I thought he was a little chinny. He's been proving me wrong lately. I'm going Santiago Ponsonibio by knockout. Why, you know, why change now? I'm dug in, okay? And I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep betting Morono loses by knockout until it finally fucking happens for me. He's been knocked out before. Ponce was a big, powerful guy. He's been in the full camp. Morono hasn't. Catchway to 180. Morono's not the biggest 170. He's awkward. He's got weird boxing. He's got weird timing. But Ponce is a knockout puncher. And uh, I think he catches him. I think he touches his leg a little bit. And uh, give me Ponce. Give me Ponce, baby. Ponzi scheme uh, by knockouts to play. Coming in at Patty Pimlet, minus 250 versus Jarrett Gordon, plus 210. Um, Patty the Batty, I love him. I know people, listen, when people like me or, well, I'm not going to compare myself to anybody because the people I'm going to compare myself to are way more established than me. But when MMA cappers or, or commentators or whoever you want to call us, if they like Patty 
And the biggest question I get from Patty, is he good? Is he going to be champion? I don't know. Probably not, if I'm being honest. He'll probably get a shot. I think his skills are getting better, but the, he's young, right? But they're limited, right? His stand-up is still wild. He's good on the ground, but how good is his wrestling? Can he get it there? His chin is up in the air quite a bit with his striking. There, there's obviously flaws in his game. But that doesn't take away the fact that he's an absolute superstar electric factory that everyone wants to watch. And I'm glad he got the co-main event, uh, co-main event spot here because... um. This is a good matchup for him. UFC is giving this guy favors. They know what they have. I will probably be wearing a Patty wig in Vegas. I'm not gonna lie. Depending on how much they cost, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend over twenty bucks. Twenty five bucks. Anyway, Jared Gordon been knocked out a few times, and I predicted Patty to knock out the last two guys, and he hasn't. He's he's used his ground game, right? How many fights does he have in the UFC? I know I predict him to knock out Jordan Levitt, and he and it went to the ground because I thought they'd cancel on the ground and he knock him out. They went to the ground. Missed on the knockout there. Then, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Rodrigo Vargas. I don't think I predicted that. So it was just Jordan Levitt because he knocked out Luigi Venomarini with hooks, big, powerful shots. So Jared Gordon's been knocked out before. His boxing is 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 it's good, but it's slow. He's going to want to really push this to get to, to the ground because Patty's big Achilles heel in his career has been getting put on his back. Stuff there. That was at 145. He's had a couple ugly, listless losses but I think that, uh, you know, working in San Diego, Justin Flores, and working with the right people and training with the right people, I think that um, that's that, that that's out of the table. I think Kenny, when Kenny broke the down, spoiler, he thinks they are going to grapple, and he thinks Patty's going to have the upper hand. Patty is very offensively, he's an offensive jujitsu player, likes to get to the back, very good grappler, and Patty's going to welcome the grappling for sure. I think that he's going to come out exploding, co-main event, wants to tear the roof off this place, Think he's gonna hurt Jared Gordon with some shots. Patty has really good kicks. His defense and his punches and shin in there worry me a little bit, but he is explosive. He is powerful. Patty Pym wants to play here. Uh slime ball candidate as well. And he is um Patty by knockout. I'll probably play him. Probably play him a couple different ways, but by knockout is what I like right now. All right, main event, Jan Bohovich plus 235 versus uh Magomed Van minus 280. So We've all seen, we've all, I don't want to pull receipts. Like I'm the only one that called Ankaliyev being a world champion. Didn't get it under the circumstances he wanted to, but it is what it is. I'm very bummed. I don't get to see Yuri versus Glover. Their first fight was my fight of the year. I want to see greatness. I think Yuri's a great fighter. I really, truly do. I think he's a special guy. And Glover only has a hand, handful of more fights left. So it'd been really special to see him fight live. Um, so it sucks. It sucks that they're out. But it is what it is. I like this main event. I like, I mean, they're, you know, the UFC stacks their card this way to kind of place a main event like this. Fighting for a title. Yuri was like, nah, I'm out for a while. Give it up. I'll come back and win it. I kind of like that, right? None of this interim shit, right? <laughs> this is my decision. I'm giving it up. Um, Blahovich just surprised me. Obviously, I've lost six units on him against Izzy in a fight where that surprised me. But, you know, he's, he's, and he looked good against Alexander Rekic. He looked not great against Glover. I think Glover outmanned him. I think he's, he, Glover surprised him. Glover took him down at will, and uh, Jan didn't do anything. And on the feet, he got buzzed a little bit, got taken down again, and just gave up a naked choke. Inkaliyev is a man. This is a man. His one blemish is that Paul Krieg submission at like one second left. 
He's learned from that. His striking's on point. People, when he goes to Vegas, I've, you know, and at that gym in Vegas, people rave about this guy. Work ethic. They rave about his power. Um, this was supposed to be a three-round fight. Now it's a five-round fight. I get it. John is very durable. He's got good uh, grappling, good striking, but angle matter. Angle matter in this fight because he ain't touching Ankoliath on the ground. He ain't getting him there. And on the feet, even though I underestimate Jan's boxing, which is it, it, it's herky-jerky, Izzy has described it as very off-timing, so it kind of confuses you. Ankoliath is very straight with his punches, and he's very fast. Um, so I don't want to underestimate Jan too much, but... Mortal lock. Ankoliath is my mortal lock here. Uh, I gave you a mortal lock of... A minus 540. Rafael Dos Anjos last week. You know, not many people are giving that out, baby. <laughs> However, I did give you out sub as well. I thought he was going to sub Brian Barbarina. I, I feel like I'm seeing the board well. I feel like I'm seeing the board well. So I'm giving Ink Alive. He's a slime ball parlay can as well. My mortal lock. I want to say he finishes late. Jan is tough. Tough than a $2 stake is what they say. But uh, he could win in just a decision. Because there's times where Ink Alive... He's just a little, um, plays it safe a little too much, right? So let me recap real quick before we get out of here. My locks are Mortal Lock, Ankaliev, Dog Lock, Chris Curtis, Send Them Home, Vince, Vincia Salvatore. That's a great parlay. I'll be playing that lock parlay, right? I'll give that on social media. I usually don't give that out on social media because it's just kind of the slime ball. I'll tweet that out the day of the fights. Slime ball parlay. Ready? You got your pen and paper? Leg one, Vincian Salvatore. He sounds Italian, but he's Brazilian. I think this kid's good. I'm drinking a Kool-Aid. This is a rat trap game, but I'm going right to the rat trap. Don't give a fuck. That's leg one. First, second fight of the night, excuse me. Leg two, Patty the Batty. I just think he matches up well with Jared Gordon here. I, I, I don't see a dud. Co-main event. He looks at me in tremendous shape. Good matchup for him. I hope he doesn't lay an egg because he lays an egg in a Kona main event, last paper of the year. Even though I think he's a great guy, this is going to be a little bit of a setback, right? Um, but after this fight, gloves are off. You got to start fighting some real, real high-level guys at 55. But give me Patty the Batty and then my mortal lock and Kaliyah. That's a slime ball parlay. It's plus 180. <sighs> plus 180 is not bad. Plus 180 is not bad. Now, you could add Chris Curtis at, you know, plus 135 and get a juicier number. You could add in people. People, that's what I say. I give out the slime ball at just kind of a base level. Some people ride with it, some people don't. One guy goes, hey, I took out Dawkins, I put in row. That guy's a fucking sharp because I lost, he won. So make with what you will. I, I'm very confident in this. I think I'm seeing the board, boys, really fucking well here. And uh, I love my locks and I love my slime ball. Watch me go 0 and 14 or how many fights we got. Watch me not miss, watch me not fucking win a goddamn fight. All right, that's it. That's the show. Get your uh, Club 1K shirts. Link in the bio. If you're in Vegas, come holler at me. DMs. I've never said come holler at me before. I know that's like a 2005, 2004 saying. So I apologize. I just dated myself. Slide in the DMs. Hit me up. We'll link up in Vegas. I'll be all over with my buddy. Uh, we'll be hanging out. Obviously, fights on, on Saturday as well. We're there all day Sunday, too. You want to come have lunch? You want to come drink? You want to come hang out? The, well, I don't really drink, but I might have a beer. Uh, you want to come hang out in the sports book? Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's it. Go go follow me on all social media at Brian Peacher MMA. Boop, 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 boop. That's it. Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. Let's make some mix with our man Brian Peacher. Good. Good.
perfect week for Brian Petrie yet again. Motherfuckers. Thanks for the man, Brian Petrie.